sitting on her sweet can. It's Simpsons time, and today we're going to talk about episode number 112, 112, Homer Badman, written by Greg Daniels, directed by Jeffrey Lynch. Uh, And it's a very famous one. It is a very celebrated one. Um, it happened under... Whoops. You know what? This is a better one anyway. I got ahead of myself. Um, and I didn't cue up the right bed music, but that's okay. Homer Badman is from season six, and it happened under the direction of... Showrunner David Merkin, uh, who is known for always taking stories to a very big place, to a very uh, almost uncontrolled place of wackiness. And that is definitely borne out in how overblown and huge the story of Homer's wrongful sexual harassment becomes to the point where he's lamenting his fate and they say don't worry soon this will blow over and he says nothing ever blows over for me and on cue a helicopter uh, comes down and the force of the wind of it blows over his car There's like a very subtle piece of humor there that I always appreciate in that one. Um, But nowhere is this whole spirit of craziness more apparent than in the very beginning of this show, which starts at the candy industry trade show, of course, Um, just downstairs from the candy-shaped rat poison show. And that is totally my favorite part of the episode, the whole um, idea that Homer needs to hoard all these candies and, you know, all the different little booths that he goes to. There are so many of them, you know, contained in this one little set piece that is most of the first act, but not all of it. We have Frank with his super sour sour ball that Homer steals and eats. Um, We have the guy (laughs) with the wax lips, um, you know, trying to sell Homer on the wax lips, which are not that great. It's like the worst candy, most boring candy. And of course, we have the gummy Venus de Milo, um, the theft of which starts the ball rolling on this entire controversy. 
which Homer thinks uh, is going to be all about his theft of the gummy Venus de Milo, but instead it is about something that he didn't suspect at all, which is um, the babysitter that he's hired, that Marge has hired for Bart and Lisa and Maggie, thinks that he grabbed her ass in the car when in fact he was grabbing the gummy Venus de Milo off of her pants. Um, and uh, so when the angry mob appears at his window, he at first thinks it's the gummy people bent on revenge or justice, but it's instead the... many-headed menace of feminism <laughs> rearing its ugly head uh, at his doorstep. I think this is an extremely funny show. My favorite, as I said, is the candy convention, but uh, I really like the way they play with um, the sleaziness of the media uh, of course, the sleazy editing job that they do, um, making Homer talk about the babysitter's sweet can when he's really trying to talk about the sweet candy, um, and completely manipulating the truth and, you know, the clock going back and forth. That is so funny. I really love how that's done. Um, I love all the little twists and turns, like when Homer's supposed real friends, you know, all the people from Moe's, uh, elbow their way through the angry mob to declare themselves Homer's real friends. We think that things are going to finally look up for Homer, but instead <laughs> they're just there to dish even more dirt on Homer because they uh, know more about him and they know that the media outlets will pay them. And, I mean, other stuff, too. The infrared camera that Kent Brockman's news channel places on the on the house where you can see, like, the little orange blobs inside the house, and that, uh, those are all the people. And he says, I'm pretty sure that's Homer Simpson in the oven rotating slowly. You see, like, the footage of the turkey rotating in the oven. Um, and the way it ends is very surprising. Um, it's a little bit of a deus ex machina, but, you know, not so much so that it bothers me. Uh, it's nice to see Willie's perverted hobbies sometimes pay off. Uh, the way Homer is finally vindicated, of course, is that uh, after going on to a cable news channel, public access channel, and clearing his name, speaking in front of a American flag, which is the best way to do it. Groundskeeper Willie comes forward saying that he himself has taken amateur video of the incident uh, where Homer supposedly grabbed Ashley Grant, and it's very clear that he actually is just grabbing the gummy Venus de Milo. 
And so, in fact, it does blow over. And he is... restored to his normal uh, level of reputability, such as it is. Oh, and I also love Under the Sea. I remember first seeing that uh, being not very old and not very long past the age when I actually did like The Little Mermaid, and I was very impressed. Um, a nice touch is that they do not wear shoes in that sequence where they're all swimming under the sea. And that's something that I only just recently noticed. Um, all right. And I also love Gentle Ben. I, mean, I could go on and on. I love Gentle Ben. Gentle Ben is maybe the second funniest moment next to the... Uh, bomb made out of pop rocks like the, all that animation of him kicking the soda machine and getting the soda and shaking it up with the pop rocks it's, it's just so great so funny um and then gentle ben the whole idea that a bear would have a talk show is the second funniest <laughs> moment for me and i could just go on down the line uh, of bullet points of ranking what is what are the funniest moments Um, all these years later, though, I am made a little uncomfortable by the implication that, you know, Homer being an everyman and these stories about Homer being about what happens to every white middle class man, you know, every buddy like Homer steals cable, everybody like Homer, um hates his job, you know, like all these different stories that could happen to everybody. <laughs> everybody like Homer gets committed to an insane asylum, <laughs> etc. But you know where I'm going here. Um, I am sort of not okay with uh, the suggestion that sexual harassment um is just the media being hysterical and it doesn't really exist, which is, you know, pretty much strong. It's, it's suggested here, um, subtly, but it really is. And my feeling is that since this was such a hot button issue in 1994 and, um, you know, it had come up again with Clarence Thomas and all this, they were capitalizing on something trendy in the media that they knew that their viewers would respond to. And I sort of resent that they felt, in this case, that Simpsons viewers would be sympathetic to the idea that sexual harassment doesn't exist. Um, you know, it is very well known by now that sexual harassment is not overreported at all. It's underreported. And I'm talking about harassment by women reported by women, or sorry, uh, perpetrated on women reported by women. So, I mean, it's a sticking point for me, but it doesn't distract me from how funny this episode is because there are so many other things going on here. Uh, it's an indictment of the media blowing things out of proportion more than anything else. Um, yeah. But, 
you know, that's just that's just my two cents about it. And when I first saw it at age 16, you know, when it first came out, I was not bothered by it. And I think it's because back in 1994, people were conditioned to believe, you know, that sexual harassment was was less a thing than it is. Anyway, um, <laughs> what I think is interesting is that Homer is accused of doing something sexual when in fact nothing could be further from the truth. There is this attractive young babysitter um, who is, you know, supposedly ripe for harassment, but all he cares about is the candy. And Homer as a character like really has relatively little lust for women besides Marge. I mean, there are instances of it, but it's relatively small. And what he really, really has lust for is food, including candy. Um, so I think that it's a very clever line drawn um, between this idea that Homer would desire a young woman and be uncouth about it when in fact uh, what he really desires and is uncouth about, you know, to the point of embarrassment over and over and over again is food. When he feels like a kid in some kind of store, it's just so good. Um, yeah, in the beginning when he's like uh, in this mania of grabbing all the candy before he gets to the gummy Venus and steals it, when he's just like taking all the samples and putting them in Marge's giant coat because she didn't want to sit in a hollowed out wheelchair. <laughs> and he's saying like, ooh, ah, mm-hmm, you'll do well. <laughs> I really like when he says, you'll do well. It's another sort of lascivious thing to say about a piece of candy. It is said that the TV show Rock Bottom, hosted by God, Free Jones, <laughs> um, in Homer's darkest hour, the phone rings and they say, the, the voice on the end of the phone says, Homer, this is God, Free Jones from the TV show Rock Bottom. Um, it's said that this show is satirizing hard copy and other uh, programs of that nature from the late 80s and early to mid 90s. And I actually never watched hard copy, but I believe that uh, it reminds me a little bit also of A Current Affair, which is not quite the same thing, but it did have like the real sensationalistic flying logos and graphics and, uh, you know, milking the idea of the crime, whatever the crime was for all it was worth. And, uh, you know, due to the attention that Homer got after his appearance on Rock Bottom with the faulty editing and all of that that I already talked about, his uh, public shaming, you know, really snowballs to the point where David Letterman is sending him up and Bumblebee Man sends him up on his show. 
And that's where, you know, it's really an indictment of the media. This is where Gentle Ben comes in. <laughs> uh, which, yeah, as I made reference to earlier, is a talk show where a bear has a microphone on his head and <laughs> runs up to people in the audience to get them to answer questions. Uh, yeah, there's also that little moment of Sally, Jesse, Raphael. It's like very clearly meant to be her. The drawing looks like her. And she's talking to this crying woman who's upset about Homer Simpson, you know, this like demon Homer Simpson. And she says, there, there, your tears mean more than real evidence ever could. Um, that was kind of a moment that I looked at through my jaded eye and was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> like, that's, that's very uh, victim blaming and mean. Even though it, I would like to give them the benefit of the doubt and, and say that that's not what they were really going for. Uh, there's a lot of, like, really funny, really, really funny animation in this, uh, including when the babysitter Ashley first arrives at the house and she's teaching Lisa that you can get males to do whatever you want, um, you know, just by using a little bit of psychology. And in Bart's case, she uses a video game that she dangles in front of him and says, you know, oh, if you do... 30 minutes of housework, you can play this for five minutes. And, uh, you know, like when she waves it in front of his face, it makes him run like straight into the wall. I think that's great. Um, of course, you know, the underwater sequence where Homer is eating all of the lovable Disney characters is awesome. And the swimming and like, I think Lisa is playing the saxophone but it's a seahorse too at one moment that's another like triumph of animation and really i can't say enough about the candy convention that whole the explosion and the stuff leading up to it action movie style is so great Yes. Well, this has been Simpsons Time, and uh, I hope you've enjoyed Simpsons Time. And we are listening to from Susie Quattro, Can the Can. That's right. To end today's Simpsons time through the deep regulator, I'm Amanda Nazario. I thank you very much for listening to this, I guess, rather timely discussion of Homer Badman for today. Happy New Year. 
May 2018. I, I don't like it when I say 20. May 2018 <laughs> bring many delights to you. And if you had any delights whatsoever in 2017, uh, I congratulate you. I pat you on the back. Let's talk later. All right. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Amnaz, A-M-N-A-Z-Z. -Z. Bye. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I didn't like that bye. Uh, but yeah, I, um, I'm very grateful for you listeners, and I look forward to talking to you again very soon.